<laughs> Jenna's like, quit doing your makeup. <laughs> we can't see him anyway. Oh, man. Hello, Jenna. Our apologies. I don't apologize for anything to Jenna. <laughs> Jenna can deal. <laughs> Producer Jenna. Not for this episode, Producer, obviously. But. No. Unfortunately, I would really have loved to have said producer Jenna, but you know, what can you do? Well, not everybody can donate a million dollars, you know. That's true, but Jenna can. <laughs> Jenna been clearing out them uh, uh, rattlesnake nests get on that Oof. ranch. So. Does that pay good, or is that one of those jobs where you're like, wow, I probably should be getting paid more for uh, what I'm doing? Probably when Jenna cleared out that ranch, she said, I should probably be getting, or cleared out that rattlesnake nest. I should probably be getting paid more for this. I'd imagine. Those little baby ones came sense. running out too. Almost bit Jenna. Oh, the baby ones are the problems too. Gotta watch out for yeah. those. Those are the venomous ones. I'm excited for this episode, especially when I saw Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, you know, I ran across it and I picked it specifically for you, Joseph. Because my you bread know and how. butter. Yep. Yep, and we haven't done one in a while, and I'm tired of seeing Witcher stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Though I still have a couple more videos that I got to post from last week's episode to YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm cause... sorry to all the fans for all of our uh, producers, I should say, excuse me, not fans, producers, <laughs> um, for not posting any clips recently, but I did post two last week, two or three, but I'm hopping back on the ball. Dude. <laughs> This week, I'm hopping back up on the ball this week. Dude, Barbie has grossed so far essentially $1.2 billion. Man, it's crazy. Dude. I really, I mean, like, listen, I get that people like it. But, I, you know, what? I, I don't, I'm sure you saw this. I think I saw it on TikTok, but someone called it um, the Black Panther for white women. Yeah. That was like, why didn't we know? think of that? I know, I know. <laughs> What a good! It was there oh, too. It, I know the. It was <laughs> such a, such a good uh, uh, analysis of that because it it's it's kind of true. I mean, like we we talked about it last week with like you have all the I say all these and who knows if they're even telling the truth and you know people online being like I broke up with my boyfriend because he didn't go see this with me and it's like man he was probably better off. <laughs> yeah right. Eesh. We didn't lose anything there. Yeah. Jenna blames Biden. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let me do this for TikTok. Oops. Oh, <laughs> you're all good, man. Um, go live. Going live on the ticker talks. So I have some. Wrong window. <laughs> <laughs> I have some smaller stuff to talk about and then three articles. Um and I know you had a bit of a tough day, so I don't know if you managed to get anything. Um, but it's no, okay. I did not. It's okay if you didn't, because we have plenty to talk about. Yeah, I did pull up the box office numbers. I wanted to pull Ooh, up. Ooh, yeah, we can the talk box about that. Office that was numbers. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea to make that somewhat of a running thing as well. Um, All right, just I'm to check put in this on in, occasionally. In order of least to greatest. That's just how I like to do it. And I think this is pretty hilarious. Let me just double check this. Okay, yeah, that is. That's pretty bad. All right, so obviously, uh, you know, the mega hit that we were all expecting for Haunted Mansion, that Disney film, 
I, dude, I think I saw two promos for that, and I just completely forgot it was a thing. Dude, I had to look this up. I, I forgot Disney was even making it. So when I saw Haunted Mansion, I'm like, oh, does this is this like a comedy by a, like a, a, a Scream kind of parody yeah. or something like that? No, no, like, oh, it's Disney. Is- yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's gross. 76 million since July 28th. Oof. Oh, man. I, got, I can't remember what the budget was on this, but I think it was pretty up there. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, do you want to consult the book of uh, truth for us, David? Oh, while I uh, talk about, let me see. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, and then Teenage it. Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem has grossed ninety-four million worldwide. Okay, um, uh, you know, it, it's gonna maybe maybe break even. Maybe what is haunted or teenage? No, M- turtles is is that like a hundred million dollar movie? I don't know. I, I didn't really. Ooh, and the the production budget for uh, Haunted Mansion was 157 million. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, let's see, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, tell us the goods on that. That is bad. Uh, production uh-huh. budget was 70 million. So it's it's oh, okay. It's made back its production budget, but they I bet their uh, promotional stuff was pretty high dollar yeah it's um, at least double so we know at least 140 it needs to make somewhere and, around and I, 140 to 200 million i would put it probably, probably even, closer to 200 um, and i would say probably even more than that because we know these companies like to uh give conservative estimates on their budget you know yeah, they're not yeah. forthcoming yeah and not you know ticket sales don't fully go to back to the the production budget as well so there's there's lots of little things that add up over time and um so that i mean you know 70 million's high but compared to a lot of other uh properties like that's that's definitely like a uh almost like a budget movie at this point you know what i mean when yeah, you've that got really is you've got movies that are i mean like you have dial of destiny this year it was what 300 million or somewhere close to that um so and this is like basic almost a quarter of that um you know i I think part of the problem is is that seth rogan has a bit of a stink to him now um and when his name is on stuff people don't want anything to do with it and then you know people were criticizing the april o'neill stuff and pretty unhappy with that so hello dungeon master blaster jenna is just like blowing up the troll room tonight oh for real <laughs> jenna said haunted mansion was gay jamunji <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny um i think i'm gonna go back to i've been trying to do for our tiktok live just to spruce things up i've been trying to do a uh um you know at full screen I just don't think uh-huh. that's working for our format. You know what I mean? I think I need to go back to doing it horizontally instead mm. of vertically. Yeah, probably. So, um, okay, so that you gave me Haunted Mansion and Mutant Ninja yep, Turtles. I, all right, and next up on the list is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Okay, still in the box. $522 million. Okay. Not... So, I don't know. It's kind of it's surprising because I would have thought why that. oh that's part two that's why that didn't come up um 
I would have thought it would have been, you know, more considering it was Tom Cruise and how and what everything. Yeah, I wonder what. Okay, so that budget is outrageous for one thing. Yeah, um, it is. but it was delayed a bunch due to COVID because they were filming this. I want to say they started filming in 2019 or yeah, around there. But, so it got delayed a bunch. But so did Top Gun, and Top Gun made over a billion dollars. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. I don't. Maybe there's a little fatigue. Maybe people, you know, were waiting for the like second week, and they tuned into technically Mexican stream, and we were all just like, you know. <laughs> just kind of being like, uh, it's it's not the best, <laughs> you know? And so people are like, maybe I can wait. And maybe Mission Impossible just doesn't have, you know, the brand recognition that it once did. That's um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that could go on because like, you know, they, they seemingly had uh, support from, you know they, they 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 like they did everything right like they weren't like telling fans not to go see their movie they you know they weren't doing any of that stuff so i don't i don't know um maybe there's some uh, some box office fatigue maybe people are just kind of like i mean ticket prices are expensive man yeah they are so you know it has to be worthwhile for people to want to invest their time and money into going to see a movie yeah. i find that pretty funny i kind of messed up actually i put mission no, impossible good. there but i should have put uh meg 2 right before it but it just released um but it's done 258 million worldwide and that's actually i'm surprised it made made that much i didn't realize it had that much of an audience hmm i don't know what the production budget was on it but i feel like 200 Fifty-eight million dollars is pretty good for that movie. And then Oppenheimer has made six hundred and forty-eight million dollars worldwide so far. Wait, are we talking about Meg? Yeah. Oh, I'm Meg going to see that tomorrow. Sorry, dude. I just totally. <laughs> I don't know where I was for a second there. No, we have to talk about Meg. Uh, the first movie's not very good, so I I was like shocked this got a sequel. Um. I was shocked too. It has a production budget reported around one hundred twenty-nine million dollars. Let me hang on. I want to see if I can pull up how the original one did. New tab. That's it. What it did five hundred thirty at the box office. Okay. the The first yeah, one, gum, man, and uh, yeah, and its budget was one hundred thirty. Holy smokes! Yeah. So essentially, both budgets were the same. This one was. 129 million and then the first one was 130 so and so far it's a about a quarter okay so it's it's doing all right Warner Brothers raking in the money right man, now man I don't I you know I watched the first one a couple nights ago uh, because sorry. well I couldn't remember anything about it like I saw it in the I remember seeing it in theaters um I, I I remembered like one scene from it, um, but I, I I just couldn't remember anything else, and I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't like it. I just left the theater being like, eh, it's just not. It wasn't that great. Like whatever, very forgettable. 
Um, and right. so I was shocked that it was getting a sequel, and then friend of the show, Justin, uh, wanted to go see it, so I was like, ah, whatever. I was like, let's just go to a cheap showing, because they do like, um, like half-price tickets on Tuesday nights at one of the theaters here. Um, and so we're going to go see Meg, too. So I am curious, like... Because, you know, sometimes sequels have the ability to just, like, outshine the original, and they're, like, mm-hmm. shockingly good. I mean, uh, Puss in Boots did that. That's um, true. And so... The last Wish. Yes, uh, which I need to finish. I tried watching That's it. That's a good movie. And I um, I picked up the wrong time. You know how, like, you're like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, and I was like, oh, Puss in Boots. I was like, I'll finally watch this. And I just, I, like, passed out. And it wasn't because <laughs> I thought the movie was bad. I was just very tired yeah I get um it. so i gotta i gotta do that maybe we can talk about that finally um dude i really really enjoy that movie uh was that it's this year did that come movie. out this year it came out last year it came out last year okay yeah um well good on meg too man i hope that the the domestic is probably the problem here internationally it did quite well um but 54 million domestically is it's that's rough. Dude, 256 million. That's not freaking bad at all for that mm-hmm. movie. But 54, yeah, domestically, it's just it is pretty rough. Con- the, considering the market has been down, mm-hmm. I feel like at least. Yeah. You well, know, Barbies, it- 44% of Barbies' uh, profit has come from domestic, so, or at least. Uh, box office has come from domestic so yeah and Oppenheimer is like 40 percent. so it's and that's a huge I mean 264 264 million domestically it's it's pretty pretty good yeah um, especially for a movie that's like three and a half hours long um so yeah I mean like good on good on Oppenheimer I mean you know that it's it's kind of something different that's getting put out and doing well so it's like there is there's stuff out there that's still able to kind of overachieve. You know what I mean? Like stuff that mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it original necessarily, but stuff that's not Marvel or DC or any of these other properties that we've seen a million times over. Um, hmm. Yeah, dude. Well, freaking uh, hell, Matthew. How's it going, dude? Um, the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's just freaking bombed. <laughs> Another freaking uh, Dracula movie. I'm like, man, guys, how many of these are we gonna do? Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's not on their trending. It's only made maybe I think what was it six point five million dollars so far. What's the production budget on this? I definitely spelled voyage wrong. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible speller. For those of you at home that aren't aware, I am I'm an awful speller. Oh, six million. Yeah, six point five. It's budget. Oh a hundred million. No, well, this has forty five million. Oh, am I looking at the wrong maybe? Yeah, this says no this says forty five million, which is still really that's still really bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess an interesting kind of concept for it. I mean, it's, even though it's Dracula, but that one with Nicolas Cage's Dracula it, it, bomb too. Yeah, it's an uh, that movie sucked too. Um, and I didn't watch it. It had an it, it was a, it's an interesting premise and could have been a lot of fun, but 
Aquafina just sort of ruins most things that she's in, in my opinion. Oh. Um, that may not even necessarily be an opinion. That may just be like completely factual for a majority of people. But she just like she's supposed to be like the love interest, and she, man, it just it's just not there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I like Aquafina. Just, just dude, not in Mermaid. I, I just can't. Not in that Little Mermaid. Yeah. That was bad. Um, she doesn't. I wanted to apologize to her for her, like she, for her yeah, publicist, yeah. for whoever told her to take that role. She just doesn't have leading lady energy. Mm. You know what I mean? And part of it is probably because she's been typecasted into the goofy sidekick. Yep. And so when you try to make the goofy sidekick the love interest, it ha- it, it can go wrong. It's not I impossible, movie, but I think there's movies for her. It's just like oh, for sure, the Little you know. Mermaid, and the movie you're referring to was it Renfield or something like that? Renfield, yeah, Renfield, yeah. just aren't the movies like for her, you know? Especially not the Little Mermaid <laughs> as Scuttle. Good, uh, man, I've never in a movie gotten <laughs> a headache. I will say this though, I didn't walk out of it. I didn't walk out of it. So, um. Uh, I did Dungeon... walk out of year one in some other movie, so it Oof. wasn't that bad. But man, that rap, oh my gosh. Dungeon Master yeah. made an interesting comment. He said, I, I, I'm assuming you are he. Uh, I can't think of one modern famous person that I like. I hmm. And what do we, do we mean like last 10 years? Who would be considered modern? Hmm. That's a good point. Henry Cahill, Cavill. Nah, he's been around. Cavill. He's been around. Yes, he then. You know. Good. What's uh Margot Robbie? <sighs> I still laugh every time I see that Twitter where the uh, post where the person said they're like Margot Robbie. Was that picture with her without makeup and said she was mid? Mid. Like, dude, you're on drugs. Chris, pa- honestly, dude. Chris he's Pratt's guy. Chris dude. Pratt's been around for a long. Like he's a pretty well known name. I don't. I, I guess I don't know what I, we would have to determine what would be considered modern at this point. Hmm. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about there not being a lot of people you could consider movie stars anymore, like the people that are going to sell tickets, right? Like, I I don't. For instance, with the Barbie movie, I don't think Margot Robbie is the reason that that movie sold tickets. I don't think that's yeah, a, listen, a far stretch. Randall, Randall Park, who's an actor, said to end this Rolling Stones interview that Hollywood keeps taking their own lessons from successful movies, right? And this is in the same vein of what we're talking about. Whoa. For example, Rolling Barbie, Stone? Yeah. Barbie is the massive blockbuster is this massive blockbuster and the idea is make more movie about toy movies about toys no make more movies by and about women and i'm like no, no. make more movies with ryan gosling well and that's yeah that's kind of where i would lead that is ryan gosling probably has i i'll i'll say at the very least because I don't, I don't know if you could consider him sort of on that A-list level the way that you used to be able to with, you know, like 
Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise and uh, not Helen Mirren. Um, uh, Merle Streep. Meryl Streep. Um, Merle, 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 <laughs> Merle Streep. Um, you know, and uh, there, there's, you, the, there is a a pretty big list of people that you at one time would have considered to be massive, massive actors and actresses that sold tickets. Like people were going to see a specific movie because that celebrity was in that movie, and that time is an oh is kind of gone now. I think that Gosling could. be be that person if he was set up properly. Um, Ken, his role in Barbie proves that he connects with people, um, that he can basically just be in anything, and he's probably going to be the best part of the movie, um, or at least close to it. Uh, and, and people tend to like him. Yep. It's um, that this guy ran the part took the wrong lesson. It's not make more movies buying about women. Just there, that movies, those have always period. existed. It's just, it's just no. It's They've all like, that is just so make good movies. That's all anyone cares about. Buy and about women. Like, come on, you man. Know, regardless of gender, it, it's you know so it's so funny that some of these uh, mainstream outlets will almost get there and then like trip over their own feet at the same time where they're like you know what Hollywood's definitely learning the wrong lessons from these really popular movies and then they're like it's this and it's just like no dude that's not what it is Barbie was popular because it's Barbie and they they spent like 150 million dollars on the marketing for that um, they had like an insane marketing budget for this movie but it paid off you know they made it this massive event it didn't have anything to do I would argue potentially with the content of the movie and people get are like so wrapped up in it that I think a lot of people really did go see it multiple times because they think it's deeper than it actually was. Um, and I have like firsthand accounts of people being like, man, that movie was that pretty like deep and existential. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to argue with, with these people because yeah. it's, it doesn't do a lot of good. But I'm just sitting there being like, no, it's not, man. Like it's not that deep. It, it's, it's, the messaging is confused, you know, and I, I thought a couple times about like kind of poking the hornet's nest and being like, so like, what do you mean by that? Like, what did you get out of it? Uh, what was the, the deep... artist that made some, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but made this uh, painting, right? And it was just a picture of the tree and at this gallery, um, he was talking to people, people didn't realize he was the artist and uh, they're like, you know, what's the, I think the meaning behind this is this and this and people got an argument amongst themselves being just really pretentious. And he's like, guys, it's literally just a tree. There's no hidden meaning behind it. It's like that's what it kind of reminds me of when people look so deeply in a movie. <laughs> yeah. That seems very, and, you know, uh, surface level, and they're looking for things that the movie doesn't present itself as. Yeah. And it's kind of like even even with Barbie when we talked about it, it was trying to deliver home this message in the first act and second act, which were all right, but then a the third act it failed for the reasons we discussed in our review. And it's like, had they driven home? If they were trying to execute what other people talked about in the movie, yeah, it, the third act would have been better. Uh, yeah, because like the art, some of the arguments. Because I've been watching stuff about it. Because for whatever reason, like as much as I don't care for the movie, the conversations around the movie are fascinating to me. Um, and just like the different, it, it uh, Shuan called it a uh, 
what, not a Turing test, like a Rorschach test um, for people because everyone kind of is getting different things from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of that is because people are, like you said, reading into it way more than they need to. It's like the movie is attempting to do something. And we see, you and I see, have seen this all the time since we started doing this, where um, people are writing the script for uh, the writers, where they'll say, well, you know, like this stuff. And it's like, wait, how did you get that? And it's like, you know, from this to this to this to this. And it's like, that's most of what you just said is not in the movie. Um, It's kind of like, remember when we were doing the review and you were trying to be really generous towards the movie and you were (laughs) saying like, I think the movie is about like, I think you said something about like women and growing up and um, the struggles of that or something along those lines. And that's what they were trying to, they were trying to get to. And you were, you know, there you were, you were kind of telling me all that and I'm going, okay, well like I see, I see pieces of that in here, but there is not a, a direct path from a to B. The, the movie did not display those things as it's sort of like main thrust. Um, and it does all of these weird things that it, it just it felt like they didn't have a solid idea of what they wanted the message to be in this. And it just was kind of all of these crazy like spaghetti like spaghetti brain ideas like, oh, we got to put this in there. And like, oh, like what if she meets uh, an old woman and, um, you know, that's supposed to be about her contemplating you know her her life or whatever because she's never seen an old woman before but like they don't follow through with a lot of that really and so people are pulling a lot of messaging out of this that i think is uh pretty incomplete as far as the story is concerned yeah something like that yeah no i get it i had no intention essentially ended this long yeah no we didn't (laughs) because it just ended with her with the men still being second-class citizens, but if they're yeah. trying to drive home this point that, hey, everyone should be on equal standing, at least, like, legally and in some, in yeah. some sense in life, right? Uh, and people, then, people were trying to argue this whole, like, satire thing, too, of, well, don't you see that Barbie's world is supposed to be a reflection of our world? And it's like, but they had to turn our world into something that it's it not wasn't. to make it work. You know? It, it, it just... It, that's where you lose me like you could have still made Barbie's world ridiculous and shown the ridiculous things that do happen in the real world but the way that they were describing it it was like Barbie comes to the real world and literally every man in the world is like ogling her and catcalling her and it's like sexually harassing her and like you're just in these liberal cities yeah and then after being yeah yeah and after being sexually harassed and and fighting back ends up in jail because of it which i don't think we even mentioned in the the review but it it's like it's absurd um well, so that's the box office, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you. Yeah, that's the box office. I don't know if you heard though, but Disney uh, bought the rights uh, to Lord of the Rings, and their no, new they movie did. Is going to be uh, Sauron somehow has another ring, and the lead character. Dude, that would be Ray so Baggins. funny. Like, yeah, the it's it's like. Uh, I mean, how what, how would you do that? It would have to be. It would be like but they Sam's were all kids. deceived once more. Yes, but there was a second one. Yeah, ring. there was actually it. was another ring. 
A bigger um, ring. Yes. Go- Gollum, uh, you know, they, they yeah, they try to pull some sort of thing. Like, it, it would be all Logged these, like, in, right roll- after all, yeah, he yeah. floated down the river. <laughs> <laughs> and the Balrog revived actually, him. Actually, Gollum was resistant to fire, and he just sank below the lava. He didn't actually burn up in it, and he managed to get out because <laughs> of his connection, you know, or something. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have some small stuff. Let's see. We talked about Meg already. I don't really need to go into that anymore. Um, I have some small stuff. First, a question for you. Um, are we going to watch Ahsoka? Ooh. Ahsoka. Because. I th- maybe we should. It's been Wish getting I, some. Should we let our producers decide, or should we just decide? Nah, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know we're kind of going into a bit of a lull, and I'm wondering if, for the sake of of the content, if it's something that we should consider, especially if it's not too many episodes. Um, and it. There's like part of me that wonders like it can't get much worse than uh, Secret Invasion, right? Um, oh, dude, never say never. <laughs> it would be wild if it was worse than that. Jace, uh, Jenna says, "Watch Ahsoka, and I'll watch it too." Um, people still, you know, people still kind of love Star Wars despite how trash it's become over the last like 15 years. Um, you know. There's a lot of people I think that uh, they really like Clone Wars, and I never got into Clone Wars. So like we, my we had a we had a vote of nay in our TikTok chat. Oh uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> the person said I'm Star Wars. I'm Star Weird, and I get it. Like we've both been. Uh, yeah, Star Wars. It, it, but it does occasionally like. It, you know, offer us some good numbers to burn. Yeah, like it, it might be worth doing it. I mean, you know, we're definitely coming from a place that it's like I really only care about the original trilogy, so all of this other like goofy nonsense that's that's happened since then, and um, well, it, just how it's, they it's ruined just frustrating. it. Yeah, and it's like at this point, you know, with them ruining Star Wars and pretty much it being a dead franchise, in my opinion, at least uh, on live support. It's like, what's the point? It's like, why get invested? Because it's just like, I just don't yeah. care. And and f- now, really, it's like, it's less of an investment in being like, well, it could be something interesting to talk about. And any chance to pull the weary Star Wars fan further away from the darkness, I feel like, is an opportunity to, to take. Um, so, consider it. We don't have to. Um, but I keep, yeah. I, it, it's getting a lot of press right now. Um, it's showing up in like my feeds on stuff and news articles. People are really like, they're, they're hyping up the fact that Anakin is back. And I'm just like, I, you know, it's, it's so funny because this is very much like a generational thing uh, because I'm like, I don't care that Anakin is back. <laughs> like I, I really could care less. Right. Uh, like I have no, I don't have any, uh, taking away a majority of Disney Star Wars. Um, I I still, if they had just put Ahsoka out right now and they were like, oh my gosh, Anakin's coming back, I'd be like, cool. Oh. I just don't have... So here's the only problem. All right, so we have the gym, Blue Beetle, coming out uh, this this weekend or next weekend. When is it coming out? August 20th, I think, I want to say. Is it? 
I know August. Uh, I don't know. It's Blue Beetle. Who cares? Blue Beetle. Uh, Friday the 18th, I think, is when it comes out. So uh, comes but out on then, Friday. The, yeah. yeah, the main thing, as I was saying, was that Will of Time comes out September 3rd. And we got to review it this time because uh, I watched that stinking season uh, one so we could review it. And that gives us, that pretty much covers two months for us right there of content to review. Because <laughs> I don't really care for Ashoka. I don't really, or Ahsoka. I don't really, we could talk about Craven the Hunter when it comes out. But oh, dude, it got delayed. It. Oh, it did? Yeah, it's not coming out till like next year, maybe. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I Loki. Am... I wish Loki season two would get delayed too, but that comes out in October. Okay. Don't really care to well, and watch it. We have to. We have to do um, the creator when it comes out at the end of September. Okay. So maybe we can just do the Will of Time, and then when movies come out here and there that we want to see between September and October, because the last episode for Will of Time will air October 29th. So, you know, maybe we could just do that, and then boom, you know, after okay. that we can start doing movies and stuff. All, so I, don't really care to, I mean, we could think about Ashoka, but it's gonna so, be we'll be doing that and we'll have time. And they're they're probably only gonna be an episode at a time, so it might not be a bad idea to do both. Because they're not gonna release. I cannot sit through an entire season of Wheel of Time in one sitting. Um, oh, we're doing it. You look. You will not have a co-host anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta do it episode by episode, um, like we did with uh, the Rings of Power. Rings of Power, and that just may be what we do: is we just do an episode of each, and you know, we can get technically Mexican. It might be a good a good time to to bring in some other people um, to yeah. talk about the episodes. We could bring the White Knights um, in. I forget what they're called. Um, the white cloaks is that right? The white cloaks. Yeah. We might have to talk to them because they're we're going to be coming from it from the perspective of Joseph's never read the books and I've gotten through about three of them and I don't particularly find them to be like literary gold. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're good. Like I don't think there's a necessarily a problem with the books, but I'm not just I'm not blown away by the series. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, think it's, it's you're more of a fan of Twilight, right? Yes, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like Twilight, then Lord of the Rings, and then maybe Wheel of Time. Uh, you know. Yeah, Belle is the best uh, character written ever. Yeah, absolutely. That's so relatable. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, the all of a sudden we lose all of our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, nah, nah, guys. Oh, what's up, Jake? Hello, YouTube permanent man to the troll room. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, and that's that it, works. It, so we'll do Willow Time and then movies here and there, and then we can do yeah. Ashoka if you want to. Like, if there's not yeah. a movie going on, well, we can do an episode of Ashoka. If there, if it's yeah, if it's on go ongoing with something, it might not be a bad idea to to do that too. The wood. Someone in the troll room on uh, TikTok said the the wood fairies of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's great. Let's see. Can't wait for season two. Uh, August twenty. Of Power, holy of. smokes! No, uh, Ahsoka's August twenty third. Season will consist of eight episodes uh. every Wednesday until the finale on October fourth. Yeah, so we wouldn't review it until the 28th right yeah so it would be and there's eight episodes i want to say of it eight yeah yeah so yeah, that's not bad so eight is a lot through, 
<laughs> it's yeah, it great. Is. How is it that we have gotten to the point in media where eight episodes is a lot? And uh, to be fair, it's because I don't think it's going to be good, and so that weighs into it some. But man, it, it uh, it's a heavy burden, man. But yeah, we we might we might just have to do that. And to be honest, maybe we'll play it by ear. And if we get like halfway through the season and we're like, guys, we're going to finish watching this, but we'll just talk about it when it's over. <laughs> right. It, it could end up going down that route because sometimes, man, this stuff comes out and you're like, all right, we got this. We're going to do it. And you start watching it. and You're like, oh, no. And then you're thinking every week. For, uh, <laughs> our favorite TV show, uh, The Rings of Power and Halo 2 to come out. Oh, my God. Dude, imagine if we had the Wheel of Time, <laughs> Halo, and then the Rings of Power back to back to back. Imagine if it had worked out that way. How um, bad would it have been? <laughs> this all feels kind of crammed in at the end of the year. I really hope the creator turns out to be good so we at least have some modern thing to talk about that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Who knows? Maybe I'll end up liking the Meg too, but I honestly, I doubt it. I I can't imagine it's going to be much different from the first one. Um, oh, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into uh, the articles is that I finally got my copy of Isom 2, or, you know, Volume 2. Nice. Um, it is, uh, it's better than the first one. <clears throat> um, it's, it, uh, is... It's tough to say. I at some point I really need to go back and reread uh, issue one again. Um, <clears throat> issue one did some uh, did some good world building. Um, the mystery is good. I you know I don't I don't think it's necessarily anything like especially because you kind of learn what's going on in volume two. Um, but I I really think that they stepped up their game with uh, with volume two. Um, they introduce some really interesting characters. They're starting to slowly kind of unravel the way that, uh, this, this like world works. Um, so you, you get introduced to a character who essentially is like magic based. Um, they talk about some sort of like potential, um, secession. And I, I, I'm not, I'm only going to do like minor, minor spoilers. And this is probably one of the only ones. So, I'm not going to give a whole lot away, but there's a a line in it where they they talk about um, how potentially like this version of the U.S. was in like a like maybe a civil war, like a modern civil war, or like some sort of separation, um, and that Texas may, I, and I'll have to go back and read it again to make sure, but it, it the way that they were making it sound is like Texas no longer is part of the union. Um, which if y'all know Eric July is like pretty pretty interesting. Um <laughs> uh, and uh they uh they kind of like introduce sort of like what was going on behind the mystery and it opens up um you potentially could consider like the cosmic aspect of the universe as well. So they're they're really like hammering home a lot of details about I, I guess and they're just clues really of what this world is consisting of and how mm-hmm. a lot how a lot of it works um in in what I would consider like a a, a pretty like basic narrative um like you're not I don't think there's anything necessarily about isom that is 
uh, groundbreaking. Um, but what I think works really well is that Eric's whole goal in doing this is to create something that isn't going to insult you while you're spending money on it. You know what I mean? Um, and right. I, I always have kind of considered that I, I think that when you're creating something like this, you have to start somewhere. I mean, I doubt anyone's going back to like issue one of Superman or issue one, like the first appearance of Spider-Man or Batman or like name your, your classic characters that are staples now. And they're being like, Oh, you know, issue one was like a modern masterpiece or like it was a masterpiece for the time. It's like, that's not, that's not really how it works. It's usually growth over time with these things. And it's something I'm, yep. kind, I'm kind of learning with comic books. Cause this is a totally new realm for me. Um, I've been reading a little bit more. I'm, I was talking to 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 Jake D about this um, a couple weeks ago, and I probably mentioned it on the show. Um, but I'm like slowly stepping my foot back into the comic world. I've read stuff in the past that I've really liked. Um, Sailor stuff, Moon. <laughs> well, not a comic, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, Joseph. I just want to. I just want to make all the manga people mad. I'm um, say my my favorite comic book series is Naruto. Yeah. I mean, you know, technically manga is it's just Japanese comics. Yeah. Um I bro, if you managed to read all of Naruto, I would be pretty impressed. Be like some some mad respect cuz it's big. <laughs> well, dude, I've read The Lord of the Rings how many times now? Four or five times? So. Yeah, yeah, but there's like I bet Jake I bet if Jake's still in the troll room, Jake, tell me how many uh volumes of Naruto there are. Um because I'm pretty sure it's like it, it's 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 pretty uh pretty massive. I mean, I don't know how comparable it is to Lord of the Rings as far as like how you would like measure um but you're talking like years and years and years of writing uh that yeah. pe- people spent on that. Now, I would probably argue there's there's uh, Naruto and a lot of the long running mangas uh they've got uh world building issues um because after a while uh there's like this problem with like power level creep and we've probably honestly we've probably talked about this in the past too uh but it's one of the biggest problems that i think a lot of uh manga slash anime has is that they kind of have to keep upping themselves if the story isn't ending for one reason or another and you get to this place where it's like these world ending events and then it ends and then in the case of naruto they put out a sequel series about his son and you're just like how do you go back to just normal ninja stuff now when the other guy was trying to like possess the whole world and like it's it's very weird and I, like i saw an article right. i saw an article today and i guess it's semi spoilerish but i don't i don't think people care um it was it was talking about the the new Naruto series and they were like it would be a travesty or something like that if they didn't kill Naruto off in Baruto which is his his like son or whatever and I'm sitting there thinking like why'd y'all make a sequel series to begin with like that's the problem the fact that you have to write this and it couldn't have just finally ended and been like that's the story we're done we're moving on to something else um, yeah. instead of being like well we need to keep expanding and keep doing whatever um which I think has always kind of been a problem for me. And all of that to be said, um, I've been kind of trying to pick and choose stuff, and I decided to start with a lot of uh, Mark Millar's stuff because his universe is very um, 
isolated's not the right word. Uh, there aren't really like multiverses, and it, it's that he 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 has like beginning and ends to his stories. Um, and so it's it's smaller, maybe is the the best way to put it. And so that's something I've been trying to do is just find stuff that I'm like, okay, I can like read this, and once I'm done, it's not like there's six thousand more issues that I need to to get through. Like I know there is a definitive ending coming, and there's probably yeah. not going to be more after that. And I I like that. Um, and I wish that was something that more writers in these industries would take into consideration. Is like just let your story end. Um, you know, we we should have learned our lesson with, as you mentioned earlier in the show, the whole like the emperor somehow returned. Like, it, no, let's not do that anymore. Like, move on, move on. So, seventy-two yeah. volumes. It's I think. nice to okay. have series that have a definitive end, and I think that's also one of the problems with comic book movies now is no definitive end. They just have to keep going and keep going rather than try to just rebuke reboot the series and tell something new yeah after a year or so yeah and it's just like the movie industry at least because of um you know marvel is from a shareholder perspective the shareholders and executives all they see is okay we have 10 marvel properties coming up 10 dc well i won't say these 10 marvel products coming up and uh but they don't really understand the essence of what makes a movie good and why people enjoy the series. And due to a lot of other nuance factors, they're just playing it safer and safer and safer. That's mm-hmm. also the problem with Disney's live actions. And so many just big blockbuster movies is they play things just too safe rather than take risks. And I mean, I, I understand why sometimes you don't want to take risks on stuff, but we're never going to get new IPs, new interesting franchises, if there's not an avenue for that. Um, and I think some of that is becoming available, but it's still it's still pretty difficult. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not readily accessible to everyone to be able to just be like, well, I have this creative passion for something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're gonna potentially risk something, uh, going down that direction. Um, which is why I think that, you know, even with, with Eric July, like it's not as if he started, um, doing his whole thing and then put a comic out, you know what I mean? Um, it, it, it takes a while. Like you're, he had to put like quite a bit of money up front for issue one, um, with the potential for it to not do well. Right. Like there wasn't, and, and it's oh, funny. Yeah. Like he, he has a lot of detractors, as you probably are aware, um, no. especially with this whole comic thing. And uh, I, it's one of the things that's like people were always like, "Well, you have a built-in base." It's like, yeah, but his built-in base wasn't going to him because he wrote comic books. Yeah. It's like they, exactly. people could have just been like, like it very easily could have turned out that he was just like he put this thing out, and people were just like, eh, "I'm not really into that." And like maybe he made his he like I think because he he has way outdone what his um, costs are on both of these, uh, and so it's like there's still that risk there. Anytime any of these guys put that stuff out there, and yeah, of course now they have communities that are built up. And the one thing that I I hope happens with this because 
I'm all about fandom. I, I think that a lot of that can be really good. Um, but I, I do hope that people are uh, good with their criticism when it comes to a lot of these guys that they like putting material out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just standing just to stand it because exactly. of someone they like, yeah. and then not just criticizing it just to criticize it because of someone they hate, yeah. but being objective well, <laughs> about it. You and, know? and being totally honest, Ripaverse is one of those things for me. I, I see so much potential in what he's doing, um, and I, I it, it comes from a couple different places. It's, okay, it's a brand new like comic universe that at the start like I can get into this. And be there from the beginning, which is pretty cool because I Eric doesn't have doesn't seem like he's got any intention of slowing down. Uh, like Alphacore and Yaira are supposed to come both come out this year, or at least the campaigns are supposed to 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 launch this year. And maybe Alphacore comes out this year, and then Yaira will get um, sent to people early uh, twenty four, right? Um, something like that because I think Alphacore's got to be a month or so away for that campaign. In fact, it may. It may be starting like pretty soon after Isom's is done, um, but we've talked about it already. That like Chuck Dixon, who's a staple in like comic writing, is writing the Alpha Core book. So like you're not you're not talking about what was Eric July and an unknown like entity. He has a yep. guy a, a guy that is a seasoned professional writing the second like. Uh, it's more than one character, but you get what I mean, right? Like it's like the second like series of of a of of this like universe that he's creating, um, uh, working with AlphaCore, and then the, it's actually it's pretty much the same thing with Yaira, that he's got he's got the Sasuke sisters working on that, and they're seasoned professionals in this, like they they have a background in these industries, and so it's it's like what do you do when AlphaCore comes out and people like it? You can't just be like, well. It's it's bad because of of these specific reasons. Like you actually, mm-hmm. your criticism is gonna have to get stepped up. And I I still think it's okay to be like, with you know Eric's writing to be like, well you know, I didn't really like this, but maybe I need to like think about why that is, and is that a personal thing or is it something that is a legitimate criticism towards the comic? Um, you know they uh, and I I think this happens, and someone might be able to tell me, uh. I gotta catch up on episodes. Oh, uh, sorry, I got distracted by the troll room. No, you're um, good. Uh, that there, I think that there are criticisms that can be like levied against it, and and one of the things that I've noticed yeah, is that course. there are it, it's art, so yeah. it's definitely worthy to be critiqued, both, yeah. both positively and negatively. Absolutely, and I've I've you know I've tweeted at Eric in the past and been like, bro, you you need a like better class of uh, cr- like critics, like people who are yeah. actually looking at the stuff, and it's like I, you know, I want to be afraid to tell you what's what. Yeah, and I want to be there to be like, hey, like I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but then you know, it's stuff like okay, there's may there's like some grammatical errors. It's not necessarily spell spelling errors, but like maybe there's a word in there that like got missed. But then I'm thinking to myself, well, is it a because one of the, I think there was a criticism in the way that some of the characters, and this is actually pretty funny. You might find this interesting. I'm pretty sure that there was some criticism in issue one about the way certain characters talked, but the thing mm. was that it was like slang. Like it was very, it was a, 
there was a specific ethnicity of people who were talking a very specific way that some of his detractors i'm i'm pretty sure you could go back and find this that, that they weren't happy with the way it was written because they they were like i don't understand this and it's like but that's just, they're they're speaking that way on purpose like there's intentionality behind that so um, that's something that it's like, okay, that might be what it was, but then there's other times where I'm like, oh man, it really feels like they just missed a word right there. Like they just, they didn't, that th- there needed to be like an R in there or, um, I, and I, again, I would have to go back and find the specific panels. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's still kind of early and I don't want to like spoil anything because I think there's some really cool stuff, uh, in that comic and some some stuff that they're they're headed towards and uh you know i'm, I'm really well, looking forward it was to it better than the first one though yeah yeah i think it's i would borderline i would say it's significantly better That's um good. it's good that it built yeah. on it itself. Yeah. and the other thing that i was gonna uh the other thing that i was gonna mention about it is that the the idea too behind where this is headed is like dude if if Ripaverse and I was I was telling Jake this um, today actually I think I was texting him and I was like if Ripaverse in like ten years explodes like it's it becomes this massive thing and I'm sitting on signed copies of issue number one that are no longer available like that's an investment yep. If and it happens, I mean, if and, and it would have known that with Marvel and with DC, exactly. that those have taken off, but they did exactly. And it is like that's that's the thing about investments of any kind; it's speculative. Yep. You're not going to know, and so like hopefully, at the very least, you you enjoy the product that you're doing that for as well, which I do. And so basically, what I what I did for this one is I bought a um a signed um. CGC copy, which is essentially like closed in this like really nice plastic that keeps it, um, uh, it keeps it from degrading in value. Yeah. Um, just like the comic's not going to go bad inside of that. Um, and I'm going to get some, <clears throat> he didn't do it for the, the first run. So I've got four signed issues of that and I, I'm going to get two of them done like that. And then my hope is that I'll eventually be able to get, um, the other people who worked on the book to sign the other two copies before I do it with those. Um, yeah, not too shabby. That's man. the that's not the like that's the long term goal of all of that. But yeah, I mean it's a speculator's market, so it's it's just an issue of okay, like maybe I'm putting like one hundred twenty five dollars into buying the signature series of of Isom number two or uh, Alpha Core number one. But again, if like one day down the line it becomes a massive thing and they're making movies and people are like whoa and it's like oh i've got like an an extra uh a copy of this or whatever that's a collector's item now it's like let's see how much it's worth now you know what i mean it's that kind yep. of thing um so that's exactly. that's kind of the idea behind it and i i just don't think a lot of people um who are just bashing on him for whatever their their crazy reasoning is um are are looking at the bigger picture with all of it um yeah and it's one of the other criticisms criticisms i heard is like well you're not marvel dc and it's like guys he didn't start out to be better than marvel and dc he's not 
he doesn't have that legacy behind him, right? He's starting something new. It's right. Like if you come out with a new soda drink, like you're automatically going to be better than Coca-Cola. Right. Well, and, and he wants to be. Yeah. And in every aspect of what he's doing, not just from the creator standpoint, but also the business standpoint, he wants to be better. Yeah. He wants to. Um, That's why he pays the writers more, the artists more. Right. All, all of his all of his team, I imagine, is is pretty well paid. Um, he's yep. finally about to uh, start putting out more music from backwards, which is a big deal for me. Um, his his first album was one of the things that helped me get through COVID. <laughs> it mm. was that album was a small like yeah, it was it was a small piece of what helped me uh, during that time. Um, Politicking is good on that album. Dude, yeah. Uh, and mental. So there's... Um, yeah, that's... that's it's a, I would call it a small review of Isom Vol- you know, Volume 2. I'm not going to do like a deep dive into it. Um, maybe one of these days, like I'll I'll do what like a lot of the comic book guys do and I'll get the camera and I'll go through like pages. Um, probably not the whole thing because I don't want to like ruin it for people, but like, you know, go through some of the stuff that I thought was really good in it, things that I thought were um, uh, good pieces of world building and like what, like the good that's headed the right direction and then maybe some of the stuff that's like, you know, was like, I don't, I don't know for sure, but maybe this could be like a little bit better. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm really stoked to see where it goes in the future. Um, I'm very much uh, looking forward to Alphacore and Yaira, um, especially because of the talent that he has gotten behind it. Um, I, I think that people are very much attracted to what he's trying to do. And that, like, they're going to, to they're, you know, they see it as this opportunity for them to be able to, like, create new characters, new worlds, um, these new stories that could potentially be something that, you know, kids in 20 years are like, oh my gosh, like, it's so cool that that was a thing or whatever, you know, and they're, they're talking about this stuff the way that they used to talk about, like, Spider-Man and Superman and Batman, that kind of thing. Um, there's a potential for that. Um... So it's just kind of like figuring out how to make it happen, and I, you know, I think he's doing a really good job. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's see. We're about an hour into the show. Do you want to go over all three of these stories, or do you want to talk about Lord of the Rings and then? Let's just talk about Lord of the Rings. And okay, we can call it, and we can call it. Um, we'll save maybe the other two for next week. Uh, I think yeah, this news can wait till next week. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, we can still use it then. Um, <clears throat> um, hello, Jonathan, by the way, I believe you came over from TikTok and we have not said hello to you in the YouTube troll room yet. So welcome. Um, thank you to all the trolls who are uh, trolling as well in the troll room. Um, we love you guys. We're always really thankful when, when y'all show up and make fun of us and argue with us and, um, we get to ignore you from time to time. So, um, Joseph, this is from... One of our favorite websites, CBR. Um, and to be honest, I'm th- this article came out 13 hours ago, and I think we knew about this already. So if they're a little behind the time. Here, I'll pull this up for uh, for our lovely audience if I can find the right. Uh... Do it, ah! Jonathan. Still our one oh, no. on TikTok. Shoot. That works. <sighs> 
y'all. A lot of people on TikTok would join and then just leave. Yeah. Give me give me a second and I um, no worries. I'm no I, worries. I gotta. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about our trusted yes, Rings of Power show because it always gives us gold. It never fails. It's like Disney. Just more gold <laughs> keeps coming from them. <laughs> for all their arm for us, not for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here it is. Hopefully can I think they can see this on the, the stream. So rumor, the Lord of the Rings, uh the Rings of Power, season two, includes a battle scene that runs across two episodes. I hope it was just like that battle in the village in the first season. <laughs> you remember that how bad they set that up uh I, you know i'm trying to forget a lot of that show and occasionally someone will mention something about it and i just go oh i remember yeah <laughs> um let's see so let me read a little bit of this and we can talk about okay. it um and they're coming at this as if this is a new rumor but i'm pretty sure this has been around for a while and cbr is just behind the times yeah, probably. Um, a new Rings of Power rumor claims that Prime Video Fantasy Series second seat. My gosh, dude. I'm sorry. The writing for this is like... Blah, 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 blah. Um, it's a mouthful, right? Yes. Okay. Rings of Power Season 2 boasts a battle too big to fit in a single episode. The Lord of the Rings Season 2 will feature a battle that unfolds across two episodes if a new rumor is to be believed. This is probably true because this feels like something that they would try to put out mm -hmm. beforehand. As if, like, yeah. Oh, wow. Big battle. And, you know, I, I don't know if you remember. Boom, boom. Slash, slash. Yeah. Arrow go flying. Dude, there were all these people that were praising the episodes with battles in them as if it they were incredible and we were over here like no this is stupid did you see how this works like how does the logic behind this fight make any sense it's like why are yep. any of the villagers still alive my favorite was how like mordor or mount doom i should say was closer to that village depending on which episode it was it yep. like kept getting closer to it yep. even though originally it was far off um, oh man you know, it was like people. You remember that fight with Galadriel, where people were like teleporting away from her because people would end up <laughs> on her back. But you can't have that happen because then it's like, well, she would be beaten, and we can't have our heroine be defeated, you know, fairly. Um, <laughs> Jenna said jangling keys, which is a term we haven't used in a while, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's what it is. It's exactly what it is. Um, the rumor comes via fellowship of fans, an outlet with a proven track record when it comes to. Uh, Rings of Power scoops. Lucky them. Uh, it claims that Prime Video Fantasy Series... Oh my gosh, we get it. We know... Okay, all right, y'all. Um, sorry, I, I have to like completely derail this for a second. Um, you don't have to keep reminding people that this article is about Rings of Power Season 2 and that it's Amazon Prime. We, we know. We get it. Rings of Power... Rings of Power, Prime Video, Rings of Power, Season 2. Oh my gosh. Don't write like this. Don't write like this. It's so it's so frustrating. Okay. Sorry, Joseph. No, you're good, man. Back to what we were talking about. Um, so it claims that the series will include an extended clash between elves of is that Aragon? Aragion. Aragion and orc forces. 
commanded by uh, Adar. There's an Adar. Do you remember? I think it's... Oh, man. Just it, say Adar. Adar? Adar. Okay. Who cares? It's not the same actor because he was smart and left. Yep. Uh, the rumor further alleges that Elrond and Arondir... Oh, Lord. A name I haven't heard in a while. ...will both take part in the two-episode battle. Of course, because they're elves, right? And all the elves have to be there for the elf battle. Uh, with the pair potentially going toe-to-toe with um, Adar himself during the fight. That said, as Amazon Studios is yet to officially confirm Season 2 contains an action set piece split across more than one episode, this rumor could be taken with a grain of salt for now. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> oh, man. That's too funny. It's like they kind of crap all over the rumor they wrote. It's just I know, to get basically this was just done to get out an article when they could have probably just tweeted about it. Yeah. And it would have sufficed. <laughs> um, I mean, a two episode battle. I mean, great. Let's see what happens. I really do hope the Rings of Power season two is a lot better than the first one. Highly, highly doubt it. Not expecting it. We all know it's going to be crap. Uh, and hope is futile in these lands. That's why I, that's why I don't hope for this show at all actually um you know they say that season two is going to have more lore in it i'm like oh are you going to actually show us more lore tell us more more lord how is this going to be executed because i definitely do not trust their intentions you know they lied to us regarding season one so you know i'm sure they'll lie to us regarding season two yeah, I, I, I guarantee why is Why are they going to really do Tolkien justice? I mean, someone that they actively dislike. Yeah. You know, what he represents. Yeah. Um, I, This one very much seems like something that they're pushing out. Like, this isn't a lie thing. They're like, you know, it's like um, Jenna was saying in the troll room, oh, the jangling keys, we got to start like, oh, you remember Elrond, right? You like Elrond? Like, and, and as we get closer to this getting released... We'll get more of those name drops. Um, you'll probably start to see an uptick of people on YouTube and TikTok from these uh, specific channels who are starting to be like, they brought us back to London, and we're all going to be like, hmm, interesting. Was it good? Yeah, it was the best thing I've seen since season one. You're going to be like, hmm, okay. It's the best thing I've seen since the last best thing I've seen. Yep, and I guess we'll have to, to, to be here to start... Uh, breaking some of that More down beef. yeah dude <laughs> i can't wait more we'll, beef by not dude. actually trying to start beef at yep. all we'll we'll have to we'll we'll bring back the uh the 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 uh do new better do better uh reactions we'll see yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll keep an eye on him see what he's up to see if he's getting a little too outrageous with his takes um yeah. but i can't dude i can't it's gonna be great again and but here's the thing is that like i do wonder because it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be that, so we're going to get a lot of exactly the same, and it's going to be just a complete um, like rewind of what we dealt with when season one came out, and and these people telling us that we don't understand the story, and we how can we be so stupid as to not realize that the elves got captured, even though that's not what we were saying, and like it could be all of that, or. We could see a lot of people coping and being like, I don't understand. Season one was so good. Why is season two so bad? And then they go, wait, was season one good? And then it's like, y'all, we told you it wasn't. You know, those are probably, I, I can't see it being 
as like really mixed as much as it is one of those two scenarios. Because everyone that hates this still hates it. Yeah, and that's, and that's the not thing gonna change. Is that um you know, we give our honest takes regardless of what everyone else is seeing around us, right? We try and be as transparent as possible. And the funny thing is, is that with the first season with The Witcher, we were like, hey, this is decent. Second season, we were like, this is terrible. Third season, we were like, this is terrible. But when we were saying that season two was terrible, man, we were catching a lot of flack from people. Oh, on um, uh, Witcher. Yeah, on Witcher yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah. two, right? Yeah. And so, but with season three released, everyone was our, is now on our side. And now I say on our <laughs> side, like agreeing with us, right? And now looking back on it, they're like, yeah, season two wasn't that good. Yeah. The yeah. same thing that's probably going to happen, the detractors we have with uh, uh, season one, the ones that were there when season two comes out, and then season three, they're going to look back and be like, oh, Maybe they were right. I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter. I mean, season right. one is trash regardless yeah, it's, of this. It's terrible. I mean, you can enjoy what you want to enjoy. That's the thing. There's a difference between enjoying a movie or a TV show versus it actually being a good movie and good TV show. Like in the example that I like to use all the time for myself is that I enjoy the Hobbit movies, but I recognize, well, I enjoy the first one. The second two are hard to really enjoy, but I recognize the faults with the first one and the other two movies as well so i'm not it's not like i'm sitting here trying to say these are perfect how can you not criticize them right. i mean everything that bilbo did and stuff like that like are there <laughs> moments in the second two movies that really work and, and hit me yes but there's a lot more moments of it being like guys okay we need a cut this thing down yeah it just it never needed to be three it just never no, it didn't no um but yeah, I you know that that's yeah. But I'm not sitting here arguing that the first this the first movie is a good movie, right? I'm like eh, exactly, it's decent. Yeah. It's yeah, all it, right. It, it's it's got some stuff that definitely works. Um, but it yeah, the they, second they and just, third movie are bad. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't think anyone would really argue that at all. And it sucks because they could have made like a pretty decent Hobbit movie if they had just made. Two, up to the war, yeah, and just made two movies, or like maybe even just made one really long. You know what I mean? Like, movie. like uh, Peter Jackson at the time had the clout that he could have just made like a four-hour Hobbit movie and put it in yeah, theaters. It really was, and it probably would have made a lot of a lot of money. It was the Warner Brothers executives at the time. Oh, as yeah. it always is executives because the uh, Guillermo del Toro was going to be the director on it, but then at the last minute, um, he either quit or resigned or whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, because I heard, I, I've heard that it was that he resigned because of the executives. I heard the executives fired him, and then Peter Jackson was put on it. And then Peter Jackson was like, "Well, hey, you gave him all this time. I need all this time." And they're like, "Hey, if you don't do this, we'll find someone else who would do it on our timeline." So he ended up doing it, and it just you could tell that passion wasn't there, um, like it was with the, the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, Lord of the Rings movies. And through no fault of his own, the fact that he even made a comprehensible movie out of those is, yeah, you know, worthwhile. By just literally, he just did it on the fly. So, hmm. well, the Warner Brothers executives, man. I mean, they get worse and worse. I, uh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I can't speak to the new ones, David Zaslav, yet. Uh, but at least the ones well, at the time. Well, we uh we aren't going to talk about it this week, but there's a there is definitely some uh, trouble at home with the DCEU. Yep. Um, it, 
it is wildly confusing. Um, no one really seems to be clear about what's going on over there. You know, they they said they were going to do a clean like slate and wipe everything out, and then slowly they've been backtracking on that uh, in a lot of different ways. And so it's just like, y'all, what? Is it's just a soft reboot now? And and you know, it, it makes a lot of people for sure are are thinking now that it's like, okay, maybe y'all were really going after Henry Cavill. Yep, in all of this because of the confusion and maybe Zachary Levi too because the dudes had some opinions that definitely don't fit on Hollywood's like index card of allowable opinions yeah um, <laughs> I love that it's put that way <laughs> here's your index card of allowable opinions it's, yeah it's, and it's like we got old Snow White chick bombing that movie for Disney oh, just hating man. the character yeah now those of you that have been around and and for those of you that are new when it comes to like the Disney princess stuff Joseph and I typically um we're not going to spend a lot of time like rage baiting people like listen make your money do whatever you need to to try to get views or whatever on youtube but like i'm just not going to rage bait folks on that stuff like with the little mermaid because like i just don't care like i could i you know i i don't wake up in the morning like seething about snow white but that that girl is like she is wild and out dude yeah, she is. It's just like <laughs> they were. <laughs> you remember when um you remember when Brie Larson did something similar, yeah. um and that was With like Marvels. This girl has taken that to a whole new level. Like she, she watched Brie Larson do that, trashing oh. the character, dude. It's just single handedly destroying the uh, you know audience for the for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, Jonathan, um, you probably didn't know that we're the number one neurodivergent uh, podcast in the world, um, so there's going to be some ADHD when we talk about stuff occasionally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, DCEU, just like, it, everything seems to be a mess right now. Um, and, it, you know, I don't know, it's kind of kind of fun to, to watch and fun to talk about. Matthew um, asked, do you think the air cut is happening? The so air the air and cut. I just don't care. Yeah, I don't really care. I'd be curious to watch it as because I would, you know, I didn't really care for Justice League. And I think that the Snyder cut is a disaster. Yeah, um, like, I, I, I don't think Josh it's good. And it, 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 I don't really like either, but I, it's it's I don't either. I'm just saying I prefer the Josh Whedon version just simply because it's shorter. <laughs> um <laughs> troll rooms going crazy. Um I I would like to see the air cut. James Gunn has allegedly said that there will be a time for that to come out. Um so it it, it must exist. It would be very interesting to see what potentially could be a much better Suicide Squad movie, like yep. the first one. Um, whether it actually makes the movie better, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I mean, he's not Zack Snyder. I mean, man, Zack Snyder is just so, that dude loves the smell of his own farts and like everything that he's put on screen for probably, I mean, even Watchmen is a little pretentious, you know, yeah. he, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'm curious. In the same way that I'm curious about 
the Batgirl movie. Oh yeah, dude. I'm really you know what I mean. Really it's, curious about that Batgirl movie. I just wanna, I just wanna. Pay, I pay twenty dollars for my ticket just to watch that movie. That's how curious I am. <laughs> and probably for all the, I'm curious for all the wrong reasons. I'm like, why did you can this? <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> um. Oh man, we need to pay someone to hack. Uh, Warner Brothers to get that movie just for that. I get. I don't. Yeah. It, it allegedly. Yeah, whoever it still who exists. has hacking skills out there, uh, this is not legal advice. Um, and I'm totally joking. Wink, wink. Definitely do not hack <laughs> Warner Brothers to get that movie and put it out on Twitter. Oh man, it would be pretty good. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. Blue um, Beetle's definitely gonna crash though. Yeah, man. Uh, are we gonna talk about that on Monday? Yeah, we'll Next talk Monday? about it on Monday. Okay. Jenna oh says, man, say less. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay. Man, I gotta get into an objective mindset for Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw the trailer to that movie. I was dying. It's so frustrating. Dude. That line, that the line where he's like, Batman is a fascist. You know, and it's funny, I, I maybe the troll room's seen differently, but I haven't seen anyone try to defend it. Other Maybe other than the director, which I haven't read any of the stuff from him because he just, he sounds like he's smelling his own farts too. Um, but that line, it's like, dude, Batman breaks the law to beat up criminals. Like, he's the furthest thing from that. Yeah. He People don't understand what fascist means. They just no. think, oh, hey, rich automatically equals you being fascist yeah. and a terrible person. It's like, listen, rich people aren't inherently bad people and 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 better people. They're not inherently worse people. And poor people aren't inherently better than rich people. You know, it's just depends on the type of person they mm -hmm. are. But, you know, people like to make blanket statements these days. So. Um, they probably can't even spell fascism. Probably, that. probably not. And uh, I did want to mention Jonathan said something. That, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, he has good. to reflect that. Uh, he has to reflect that LA zip code. That's why he said Batman's a fascist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just a popular word now. I, and that's the thing is like I you, you can kind of tell where a lot of like rage bait comes from, uh, from more like right leaning sources because it's just stuff that's like. Guys, people, they've been saying this stuff for a long time, like, going like, I can't believe they would continue to say the things they've been saying for the last seven, eight to ten years. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, of course of course they're doing this. It's stupid, and we can talk about it. Um, Did you see what Whoopa said in the troll room? <laughs> uh, remember in the words of our president, poor kids are just as good as white kids. Yes. Salute. Um... I wanted to mention this because Jonathan said this earlier on. He said that there's a rumor that there might be a Children of Huron movie at some point. So maybe you want to look into that, Mr. Lord of the Rings man. Oh, no. There's no nothing official. I mean, people have just been talking about it. Oh, a lot okay. of people. This uh, one account I know um, has said that Ryan Gosling would be good as Huron um, or Tour. And uh, I was like, yeah, that would actually be interesting yeah. seeing him. I would like to see Henry Cavill play. Um, I think he would actually be good. Both. Let's get them both in the same yeah. movie. Do it. Do it, cowards. <laughs> um, 
children cool. are fewer and it's a tragedy it's a uh, yeah it's definitely not for the faint of heart it is uh one of the only like not trilogy books that i've read yeah it's definitely would be a great movie adaptation agreed I, dude, it'd be so funny, like, people going in expecting Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that would be, be cool. awesome. People would be like, what in the world? Um, Why did it end like this? So, cool. Well, I guess we can end it there? Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you to everyone who showed up for the live tonight. Uh, we typically try to do this at uh, on Mondays at 7.30 live on YouTube and TikTok. Um, well, 7.45. 7.45, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, we pushed it. We keep we can't keep pushing it back because then I, I'll never get to sleep. Um, but yes, uh, 7.45-ish, sometimes 7.30. Sometimes we're early, sometimes we're late. Um but we try to do it every Monday around that time. It's Eastern Standard Time. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, ne- I guess we're talking about Blue Beetle next week and probably um, some other DCEU news and who knows what else, honestly. Um, oh, hey, by the way, before we go real fast, this yeah. is my closing thoughts. Okay. I'm almost done with uh, Better Call Saul. A oh, lot shoot. better than anything we've seen recently um i'll get around to it eventually a lot better it's a really good series yeah Uh, and really 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 great writing in that show and then i watched beef this past week with my keeper and it was actually a good limited series oh sorry say that again i watched beef that uh limited series on netflix and it's actually a pretty good series i was surprised cool yeah yeah there's a lot of good comedy moments uh, definitely, I wasn't expecting it to be as vulgar and raunchy as it was, uh, uh, which yeah. which kind of killed it a bit for me. Uh, but uh, and then there's a, a few conveniences here and there, but overall, I thought it was taking out those things. I thought it was a good sh- series. Yeah. Cool. Um, maybe remind me and I'll, I'll check it out eventually. I'm dude. I'm so behind on everything. Um, we people, gotta try and watch Sound of Freedom. Yeah, uh, like people have been sending me like all these recommendations. Someone texted me um the other day and told me to watch this horror movie. Talk to me that just came out. Um, oh yeah, he's like talking everybody's about. talking about it and they're like it's it's like the greatest. You know, you know how it is. Everyone's like it's the greatest horror movie since the last greatest horror movie. But I'm like, all right, I like a twenty four. Let me see what's up. So maybe I will add that to my list. Um, I think A twenty four did beef two as well on Netflix. So, okay, so, I yeah, but yeah, we can yeah. Uh, try and watch. Let's try and watch Sound of Freedom this week if we can. But definitely, we'll do news next week for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Beetle, maybe Sound of Freedom. Oh, maybe we'll watch Blue Beetle too, if you know what I mean. Well, I thought that was implied. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, we'll be I'm definitely going to the theater to watch that. Yep, for going, sure. going to the theater to see some Blue Beetles. Yep. Uh, cool. All or right, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for tuning in to episode one forty six of the Underground, and until next week, y'all take it easy. See ya. <laughs>